0: um hello julia welcome uh to this interview thank you so much for taking the time to participate Um, this is an interview for the pandemic project at the archives of american art um, smithsonian institution and today is august 26th of 2020 Um, and julia if you can please introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about how you're doing and how this past few months have been for you
1: well good morning and thank you for having me i am an artist i've been creating art uh, for about 40 years and uh, it is truly my calling in this life and i was born in the dominican republic and have lived in the united states all my life Uh, my art is truly tied to my roots and where I come from and all of my experiences uh, in life. So um, just want to establish that that is what I love, it's my passion, and it's how I express myself.
0: Thank you, Julia. And um, how have these past few months since the pandemic and all these big shifts started um how have how has this time been for you um as an artist and as a person well um i'd like to say that
1: i've never experienced anything like this before i had an experience uh, last year where i created a mural in the town of woodstock with the intention of creating an oasis for people because before the pandemic we were already living through a lot of difficult times and my intention was to create a peaceful place for people to come and refresh themselves from all the stress i did not understand then was that this pandemic was coming and um It has become that. It has become a place where people go and sit, or they'll bring their children or or a cup of coffee, and they gather themselves there. I went there immediately when the pandemic broke out and found myself doing that and also crying in front of it. So um, there's that, the idea that art can succeed where politics and economics fail us. We have certainly lived and are living through a period of time like that. And I took it seriously that it was my opportunity to do something for the community. Uh, my work tends to be very personal and it speaks. And it comes from personal history and emotional energy. However, in 2019, I began that shift. I have done other murals. And I'm always thinking about what should this mural communicate to the people who are seeing it? What is my intention? In my search, I always come to a place where I want the intention to be healing in some way. I have another mural in the city of Kingston where I considered that very, very carefully. And I was thinking about diversity and energy and circulating and healing. I have been working personally on a series on uh, the Trujillo regime, which was a 31-year dictatorship in the Dominican Republic. Many Dominican artists have approached this subject. And for some reason, it became my time to explore it. However, it's a very painful um, (laughs) part of our history and uh, it's not been easy. So when I was working on it, I had to really step back from my understanding of what happened. I was four years old when he was murdered. So I, I did have some psychic recollection of that time. However, when the pandemic began, I could no longer access that part of me. It closed down. And I had to accept that I would have to do minor things in my studio, like restore work or organize my research, you know, my photography. I had to do some different things. But when the pandemic hit, um, I lost two extended relatives early in March. And then about three weeks later, we lost another two in April. And I have never experienced a time where grieving for lost ones was limited. There was nowhere I could go. I couldn't be with my family. And I'll be honest, I'm still processing those deaths. So, what I did was, I approached a church in Woodstock and I had a conversation about feeling that I had lost part of my humanity because I could not worship, I could not grieve these deaths. And out of that conversation came a very different project, which is the one that I'm in. with now, and it's called In Memoriam. What we did was we created a large banner that said, you know, if you've lost someone to COVID, we would like to honor them, and we gave them an email. Um, What I want to explain about this project is that even though I'm the person who's painting and I'm the person who originated this concept, there's many hands behind it you know there's the person who got a funding so we could buy materials and there's the pastor who did a service on facebook and she and I are constantly in conversation she receives the names there's a woodworker who made these crosses that I had designed. Uh, There are two grandmothers, one who primed the crosses, the other one who painted them white and delivered them to me. And then I put those names on the crosses and install them. When I install them, I I feel the loss when that cross goes into the ground. Not just my loss, but people I don't know I feel it. And I have had to manage myself around it. Many, many people attended a service for this project, a religious service, on Facebook. We just posted it and understood the necessity to call these people's names. And uh, we found out that, in reality, people were watching from Europe and from the Caribbean and from you know, Indonesia and, and that there were people there from all over. And that was a very powerful thing to understand about the pandemic. As a matter of fact, one of the people who watched uh, is a social anthropologist out of George uh, Washington University. And she is doing a in-memoriam project with her graduate students. And, We've met uh, the pastor and I with her, and now we're planning to do a classroom setting with her students so we can talk about this project. And it's very interesting to me that something is personal is growing. There's the need. People who have friends or family members on that lawn go there. They have an object. They have a material evidence of that person because we were losing 800 people a day in New York and they were being put in refrigerated trucks with labels on their toes that's so painful you know eventually if they found the right body and you know cremated them and send them to the family i know how much relief those ashes brought to some of my relatives. There are some relatives who are still waiting for them, some who have been delivered, but even that process is absolutely mind-boggling. So as an artist and someone who can express the human condition, I find that this particular project is addressing that. I felt it was important that Black life matters cross with this. So we have the names of African American people who have lost their lives to violence and racism. And what we've done is, uh, what I've done is I've painted those Cross is black, and their names are in white. And as things continue to go on, I will continue to to do it that way. I never expected (laughs) that my work would take a community-based Direction.
0: But here I am.
1: The first day that we put in the crosses, we were interviewed by the local paper, and the pastor and the photographer went inside, and I stayed in. I was still installing, and a man stopped. Don't know who he was, but he stopped to thank me for dealing with it, for giving. Acknowledgement, because, you know, up the street, we have a fancy coffee shop <laughs> and people stand in line to get their super luper lattes. <laughs> and so they're going to walk by there. And some choose to not look. Some choose to look. And some just stand there. So... The pandemic has redefined for me what my art should look like.
0: Um, Going back uh, to the actual uh, pieces that you've installed in this church in your hometown, Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting to me that on, on one side, you have these oases that can um, provide a space for people to alleviate their, their need uh, f- and to kind of step away from all these crises that involves us also being inside all the time. Um, and then on the other side, you have the crosses uh, intersecting with uh, other lives that have been lost, not directly through the, the health pandemic, but through the racial uh, crisis. So how do you see, I, I see your art addressing these kind of both sides. Where do you see those connections? How do you, how do you observe uh, that from your perspective?
1: The last cross I put in was the name of a Brazilian musician who, died in Brazil. And the person who approached me about it lives between those two areas. And personally, when I go and I put in a cross and I feel that loss, I then go and I sin from the mural. You know what I mean? I, I do that. The the other the mural is on a corner, right? So you you don't see it from the street. It's on the side, and it's a little bit more private than the crosses, which face traffic and face the main street. On the other side of the mural, there's an area just for children with little bunnies and little butterflies and birds, and even that side, is so simple. Um, also provides some, some, you know, uh, direct relief because those creatures live in, in the field in front of the mural, you know, there's uh, little baby deer and there's rabbits and you know, there's butterflies and all of these things actually are in that habitat. So I go from the front to the back. Pain and relief. I had no idea that I'd be the person doing both these things in the same location, none. But there it is.
0: Yeah. Um, talking about, you're right now you're in your studio um, and you share with me before that you've been able to be there throughout the the pandemic. Um, How has your space changed uh, during this time or your interaction with your space? Have you seen any impact uh, on on your routines or uh, daily life from from how we've had to uh, arrange our lives differently during these times?
1: you know, the studio is now a place where I come in the morning to pray and meditate. Uh, That was a practice that I did at home, but now I do it here. Um, There are exhibitions, so I am packing and, you know, working around the day-to-day stuff related to that, but now part of my art supplies are white crosses. I mean, I could show them to you if you'd like, but I have now a workstation for that project. And um, that's my, my table where I make the crosses and in front they dry and I have all of that out. And so that's new. I have a particular box and, and tools <laughs> in the box that I, put there for when I go to install. The studio is now also a place where I am processing more than I would have. You know, I used to come and sit, look at books, think, write whatever about the art. But now, um, I'm looking through photographs. And thinking in order for me to do that it it requires that i have an area here where a lot of photos are out and i usually you know of course a lot of my work in the past has been tied to family and let me show you So you know, the old work would have me do research. Like this is a photograph of my grandfather Julio, who I was named after. So finding that photo was important to me. And then you know, when I was a kid in the Dominican Republic, when I was a baby, there were no no uh, photographs unless they were formal. So I had very very few photos of myself as a kid. So if I find something, I'll draw it so that I can keep it longer. or you know i come from a very strong matriarchal line and i'm just now starting to explore some of the men so all of these references are there except that now i have other references it's not just my family and usually I'm a very tidy artist. I would have that cleaned up and I would put it away. But now I'm like, nope, there's something there you need to find. You don't know what it is. Just take your time. That's new. I mean, I'm the kind of artist you would come in. You wouldn't believe that I'm you think I was a surgeon or something. Everything's like clean and neat and orderly, but not now. It's not as important. Now I have to change. Change my routine, change how I process. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself room to be flexible because I, I realize that this is not regular time. It's not what I, this is not what it was. This is something new, different, and I have to do things in a new and different way.
0: Thank you so much, Julia. I really appreciate um, you sharing your space and uh, observations. Um, Before I stop this recording, um, is there anything that you'd like to say on this, uh, during this interview that I didn't ask you about
1: I would like to address um, the contribution of Latin artists. I would like to address the value of having us be part of the conversation. Many of the crosses on the lawn are not Latinos. And they are not Blacks. These are many, many uh, Caucasian people who are in pain. And for some reason, it came to me to do that. So I'm servicing them as well. And I'm servicing myself and my family and anyone else. uh, There's a name coming for someone who lost someone in Mexico. So I would just like to thank the archives for this opportunity, and to remind everyone of our ability to make a contribution historically in this moment, in the past and in the future, just to talk about that. And I thank you for uh, the opportunity to be part of this project.
0: Thank you so much, Julia. Take care.